Now, for parents who have kids that are older and 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 they're like, well, Sammy, my son is not small. I didn't start at four. Start mm-hmm. where you are. Start yeah. reading. They have books for all ages. Find books online that um, that are age appropriate for the kids your age and, and, and all of that. And, and sit down and have a conversation and say, you know, this is something we didn't talk about before, but this is so important. Right. Um, and maybe talk about some of your mistakes that you made. Talk about your experience with money. Do you have a sister friend who you can talk to about your imperfections, vulnerabilities, uncensored truths, journeys, and victories? Welcome to The Lounge. Our experiences coupled with scriptural truths continues to mold us and shift our paradigms. The vision is to help us all lead the best lives God proposed for each individual. We hope our stories, our conversations, and that of others allows you to view life from another lens, regardless of your season. Come on in, sisters. Let's talk. Welcome, listeners. Welcome to another episode. We are so excited about this episode. And uh, we have our sister friend here, Sammy Joseph Fredericks on the show. Welcome, Sammy. Welcome. Woo-hoo. I'm so <laughs> excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Aww. And congratulations on the launch of this podcast. Oh, so proud of you, you ladies. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for the support. Well, we're going to go right into it. But first, we want to tell you a little bit about um, Sammy. Um, Sammy is a Liberian-American wife, mother, and author, currently based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. She was inspired to start writing shortly after the birth of her son. Oh, by the way, we have Dr. Luke. That's the son's <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a way to teach him important le- life lessons, particularly about money. She is dedicated to bringing awareness to the cul- to the current global financial illiteracy crisis and empowering families to take control of their finances and invest in the future of children by teaching them early. With these books, her goal is to help parents start the conversation about money in a way that is fun and easy for young children to understand. Sammy holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Business Administration and a Master's degree in Regulatory Affairs and Sciences. Um, Sammy works full-time um, as a Regulatory Affairs Professional for a medical device manufacturing company in Minnesota. She is also a Certified Personal Finance and Professional Life Coach. And you think I've said everything about her? This lady is a powerhouse. She has so much more that is not even in here. So welcome. So much more. I know. So much more. Welcome.
welcome, welcome, Sammy. Thank welcome you. To the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here to share yes. some insight. Thank you. We are so excited. So she can take your picture and make your backside <laughs> look good. <laughs> I dabble in all kinds of stuff because, uh, you know, these are things that I enjoy doing. And so I'll do it, you know, here and there. Um, yeah. There are things that I'm passionate about. There are things that I do for all kinds of different reasons. So, yeah. But I think talking about it, I think that's how God really made us. Like mm-hmm. he is so much mm-hmm. more like yeah. he, he, he's everything. He does yeah. everything. He thinks about everything down to the tiniest detail and we are so much part of him so I admire people that are able to tap into those those little places that Mm -hmm. you know that cannot be probably you call them professional in them but they'll make it happen yeah yeah and 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 I followed you for me and I know you know I know you started (laughs) one business and now you're doing a podcast and sometimes you know um especially when you talk to people and you share your ideas and you're like mm-hmm. you're going to do this other thing like yeah but I I can do it and I feel passionate about it what's wrong with that you know so if uh, if you have the time and and you're passionate about it I say go for it you know I, I will do the pictures I do t-shirts I do books I you know yeah so I'll do all of these things because these are things that I enjoy doing I feel like I am you know I have that gift I don't believe God gave me one gift. And so, you know, I'll, I'll do them. Um, today we are talking about your, I guess, a uh, gift in the finance department, which we don't have. Well, if you <laughs> listen to the last podcast, <laughs> we also here to learn. Um, the, the previous podcast, we've been talking about just teaching our children and ourselves um, mm-hmm. just how to, as you're one of the books, because um, I, re- I read one of the books um, is learning how to save money, spend mm-hmm. money and give. Money. Right. Right. Uh, so maybe we could just jump right into it. Cause one of the, re- when we sought you out um, is because we came across your books, the series actually, cause it's a series, right? Right, it is. Eight, eight series. Um, I've only read the first one. Mm-hmm. But can you just talk about how this came about um, in you? I'm assuming this was like your first book. Right. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, like you, like uh, Fumi read in my bio, I am originally from Liberia and I Woo-hoo! moved. <laughs> yeah. And the design of the Olympic team, by the way, you guys. Oh, I know, right? Fashion. <laughs> Talk about style. Yeah. Competing in style. But so I'm originally from Liberia and I um, grew up in a tight knit family. Um, uh, there were, you know, we were very close knit. We were, I was my mom, my dad, me, my brother, and my sister. So it was just us. Yeah. We had you know, like our grandparents and cousins and stuff. But, you know, in our immediate home, it was just us. And um, money was not something that we talked about, right? The When I heard about money, it was like we wanted something and my mom would say, nope, we don't have money for that. Mm-hmm. Why we didn't have money, um, it wasn't explained, right? Um, but 
so that was the narrative growing up. We don't have money and that was it, period. You're not getting that. We don't, we didn't have certain things. You know, we were not rich. <laughs> we were, you know, uh, we did go to good schools. My uh, my mom and dad worked and, and we went to good schools, uh, private schools, Catholic schools. Uh, but we, um, I knew, you know, you grow up and you know that, you know, there's certain things that you didn't have, right? We were okay with that, but there was no explanation. But I did see my mom, you know, now we talk about all of these other things that I do. I swear, I think I got it from my mom. She was, <laughs> she was like, you know, and these are things that I saw. So I saw her hustle, you know, mm-hmm. like she had a job with the Ministry of Planning um, in Liberia, but then she also was like selling these things. They you know she would come to America for work trips, bring suitcases of stuff back and sell them. She would partner with uh, market women and and bring things. And, you know, in Liberia, we call it Doga Flair, the used clothes. Mm-hmm. Um she would bring those, you know, arrange for those to come from America. And then her friend would sell it in the market, you know, and we had like a, another business and, and she was always like, count, you know, like I would see her managing all of these things. Right. Um, so even though she did not, we did not talk about money. Um, you know, I saw her, you saw her very resourceful. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And so fast forward, we moved to the States in 1997. I did and left my parents back home. Um, moved to the States in 1997. I started school at the University of St. Thomas. And I remember coming out, you know, you come from Africa, you don't have any money, right? And then I remember coming out of class one day and the entire streets were blocked off with creditors. And I mean, that it was just mind boggling to me. Nobody gives you credit in Africa, right? Credit cards and all of that stuff. Go to a shop in Africa, right? And and there's a sign that said Credit Mon died, right? In the shop. So nobody's crediting anything. And so, yeah. And so you come here, you're a student. My mom is not here. I was living with some relative at the time. Nobody talked to me about money and all of that stuff in this country. And, um, and so, you know, I came outside and they're like, oh, if you sign up here, we'll give you this t-shirt. If you sign up for this credit card, you know, you'll get this t-shirt, you'll get this mug. Uh, but the main thing is you'll get this credit card. Um, and imagine people giving, you know, money to spend that's not yours. Right. And, uh, and, and because of that, I remember my first credit card was a discover card and I maxed that card up immediately. (laughs) Like what? <laughs> I can just go buy stuff. I mean, I didn't think about how I will pay it back. Mm-hmm. Imagine you don't have that guidance, right? Nope. Mm-hmm. And and then you get student loans, and they're like, oh, you get all this money, and then they tell you that if you don't use all of it, you you can give it back. Really, to a broke <laughs> college student from Africa, like really, I will give you money back. I'm like, oh, okay, sure, but I maxed that out as well, and made a lot of financial mistakes along the way. Yeah. And, 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 and I think about some of the things that I had to go through sleepless nights, creditors calling and, 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 and like being rude to you, you know, all of those things I've experienced, you know, because I didn't, you're not going to pay your bill, you deadbeat, blah, blah, blah. And, and these are things that we talk about, oh yeah. yeah. And these are things that we're ashamed to talk about, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, but we're still out there, you know, spending what we don't have to, um, spending money that we're not, we don't have to pay our tithes, 
and offerings, spending money because I I remember I, I know that I have written checks for my tithes that wasn't even in my account. Uh, spending money on cars to show off, on clothes everywhere you want to have a new outfit, right? And and money you don't we don't have and nobody's there to guide us. I swear I don't even remember where what the turning point was for me, right? To say, um, you know oh my God, this, you know, something, you know, I need to do something about this. But I remember we used to go to church. I was single and we're praying, oh God, send me my husband and blah, blah, blah. And there was this one time in church. I remember uh, there was a period God took me through the book of Proverbs, Okay, you know, and there's so much wisdom, so (laughs) much wisdom that I could, you know, apply to everyday life. And and one day I was like, God, you know what? I don't want money. I don't want a husband right now. I'm probably not ready. You know, all of these things that I've been praying for, I don't want it, you know, financial breakthrough. I don't want that. I want wisdom. I want, give me wisdom. And after that, it was just like, you know, then the desire to start learning about finances, the desire to start learning about money was just so, I mean, it was just so apparent that, you know, these are the things that I was consumed by. And then my, um, I got married, I had my son and I looked at that kid, um, ladies, and I was just like, I don't want him to go through some of the the things that I have been through, Mm -hmm. right? He will make his mistakes. You know, you know, like I said, I did learn some things from my mom and stuff like that. And I still made these mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. He will make his mistakes, but I want to give him a lot of information so he can make informed decisions later on right Um, I tried and and we we love telling stories so I'll be telling him those old stories from Liberia the spider stories in my Liberian accent and (laughs) mom tell that spider story again in your Liberian accent I'll be like real Liberian accent and then we started talking stories about you know money you know Mm -hmm. and then one time my husband was like why don't you book and ladies, I, you won't even believe it that I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll put this in a book. And I put it in a book and thinking that that book would leave my house. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> Just to read to him because we're reading a lot of books. And I wanted to teach him a lot of things because. Um, you can teach somebody about money, but yeah. if that person cannot manage their emotions, right? Because sometimes we spend money because there's something emotional going on. That, that, that is yep. So it's linked right. to all kinds of other mm-hmm. things. Yep. Challenges will come, right? Mm-hmm. How do you manage those challenges? Do we just take money and go spend it? Or do we mm-hmm. just, you know, we find a way. So there were so many things that I wanted to teach him. And so, but money, you know, I, I was like, I was, I'm going to be intentional about this because this is something studies have shown is not being taught in schools and if it is being taught it's not like a consistent basis they teach it for one a part of a semester and kids don't will not remember you have to be uh uh, persist consistent with teaching you know applying it to everyday life and all of that but that that's not what's happening in school so it is incumbent upon us as parents to fill in that gap yep definitely not teach our children the world well and we'll probably that no, I mean, I think, and I think not even in the universities, unless mm-hmm. you are, this is in what that you're going major, into, right? In that yes. major, yep. And yep. and if you take a class, it's because you have to take a class, or you, you don't mm-hmm. really pay much attention to it. Yeah, yeah. So you're already in your thing about one. I have to pay for this class, and I feel like I know everything. 
Because yeah, right. only teach you the things like, yeah, when you say credit, you need to be, don't 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 buy more than you make. That is yeah. It. yeah. But like, how do I go about not doing that? Right. Right. What kind right. of wisdom do I need to have mm-hmm. so that I don't spend more than I make? Yes. And if I'm not yep. making enough um, to cover everything that I do. How yeah. do I cut back and right. start thinking differently about mm-hmm. money? Yep. So if somebody, I know you have gone into the the the, the field of being a financial coach, mm-hmm. right? So I'm thinking if somebody comes to you with that kind of thing, like, hey, I'm in a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, my finite creditors are calling me. This is calling me. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not making enough, but I have all these things to do what would they expect to get from a fight? Why do they need a financial coach in the first place? What do they expect? Because I, 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 I've never heard about that term until recently. I started hearing right. about financial coaches. Like everybody says, go to the bank, go talk to the bank. Like, mm, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, the bank, the know. bank wants you to spend the money. The bank wants, the to bank give wants me to give me yeah, more money. Yeah. You know, the thing with, um, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, I do coach adults, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because the adults need to know to teach the kids. Right, That's why right, we, we do. We're like, we, we need to know we, what to we, tell we, the children. Yeah, we need that. And, and the first thing that I start with, I do this mm-hmm. like questionnaire, like an intake kind of questionnaire thing, right. Mm-hmm. To see where you're coming from. I'm trying to, to, to identify why you're here and I don't, yeah. we want, we're going to start that journey together. So I start with this long questionnaire. And, and, and we kind of talk through it, you know, um, and just like, tell me about your background and your family. And, and you start seeing why certain things happen, you know, um, and, and we, we, and we, we, we talk about, I really want to understand mindset because we, we, this is the first thing. So we don't just start and say, okay, let's go to the budget. No, yeah. we, we uh-huh. want, I, I, I want to know your history. I want to know where you're at now. I want for us to figure out for the first few sessions, we're just learning about you and why you think you're here. A financial coach um, will will be something like an accountability partner that will have information for you you to to say, okay, this is what you need to do to get to this point. I am here to help you you on this journey to be that accountability partner, to check in to see if you've done certain things, help you set goals. Uh, look at your budget to see where you can cut back and, 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 and other things that you can apply your money to. I, what, what's unique about my situation is I have been there yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and this is where I am now. You know, yeah. I look at my credit scores now and I'm just like, wow, this is me. I love to look at them now. It's just, <laughs> oh, you know, these are things that I used to dream about. Right. And I can't, yeah. and I used, and I took, I used to take pictures of my credit, but I have like screenshots to show you I'm not making this stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and so this is how we progress, you know, so for the first few sessions, we're not even talking about your budget, but when we do get to that point, You're I'm ready. not going to be the yeah. one to say, Lucia, you have to cut back on your coffee that you love. Mm-hmm. If that's what you love, then let's, by all means, we will allocate some funds for that, you know? Yeah. Uh, but if some, a lot of times people look at the budget and like, and they're like, I can't believe I'm spending money on that. I don't even use that stuff like, like cable, you know? Yeah, we're paying for all of these channels that we don't even watch. We're hardly ever home. 
so busy, you know. So this is the purpose of looking at the budget is not to tell you what not to do, but hey, why are we wasting money here when this could be applied somewhere else or invested in something to make more money? You know, so so this is where my, you know, this is how a financial coach can help you. There are so many resources out there. We're talking about, you know, going to the banks and sometimes the banks will not. But, you know, you if you really do your research, you'd be, you be surprised how much there are a lot of banks that are in the community for free teaching people personal finance, right? But we yeah. don't know. We don't yeah. know. We go to the bank, we deposit our money, um, and then we leave, right? Yeah. We, we don't know because, um, you know, nobody taught you to look for these things, Yeah. right? So, yeah. And how, like, that information that you will give that person, how can that person break it down so for instance I have a 12 year old right Mm -hmm, how am mm -hmm. I gonna teach that 12 year old what you just told me so they don't go to to adulthood with that mindset that I need to have everything now I need to have it right um even if I don't have money to buy it but I can buy it on credit and I'll pay for it later and without knowing all those things how can that information be passed down to um, my 12 year old so right. that they can make that informed decision. As right. When, when you're teaching, yep, I get it. When you're teaching kids for me, it has, it has to be age appropriate mm-hmm. and it has to be fun. Yes. And, you know, a lot of times uh, we, we, we look at kids and they're like, and we're like, oh, they're just kids. These children are so smart. Yeah. Sometimes it's just about having a conversation right? Or playing a game. Monopoly is a great (laughs) way to teach kids Uh about money. There's so many different games out there. You can even make stuff up. Like in my second book, uh, Spending at the Fair, in the back of the book, I have some like activities. This is the first time that I did the activities where like we're here in Minnesota, we have the state fair coming up, right? And so in this book, these kids go to the state fair, money allocated for, okay, we're going to do these rides were going to try new foods and all that stuff. They had the money and they get there and they get sidetracked by like a new video game thing that they, you know, that was at, you know, at the state fair. <laughs> then they go and spend almost all their money. And when it's time to eat, they don't have it. And they go back to their parents and say, hey, we we ran out of money. Can you give us money? And the parents are like, we only have this much left and we can only buy us one thing. The parents were like, well, we have our, we budgeted our money for the state fair and we're not going to give it to you. So you got to get creative, go and get creative with it. Right. So, but you know, you have to make it fun. Books are a great way to teach children financial literacy, right? Um, Make it fun, play games. And so in this book, in the activity section is where I was going. There's um, at, at the end, it's like you have $10 and you're at the state fair. And then I have pictures of all these things they can buy at the state fair and the price. And then they're in their mind. They're like, okay, you got $10. If I buy this gummy worms, right, which is like $1.50, this is how much I will have left. You know, so they understand that, you know, you have money. And if you spend it, you're not getting that back. This is all you have left. You have limited resources, right? So in a fun way, you know, you can, you know, find ways to teach age appropriate lessons. We started with my son when he was like four and, and we didn't go straight and start talking about investing and, mm-hmm. and, and all of that. He had this piggy bank that we had been saving, putting coins in from the time he was born. And we just said, oh, we're going to take this to the bank and, 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 
you know, put it in the change machine and get money. And so we put it in there, you know, so it's just like these small little interactions with money and, 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 and just like, oh, wow, look at all this money that I have. And we took him to the bank at that age and we opened an account for him and he cried. He didn't want to leave his money at the bank. He wanted it to <laughs> You know, right. But, you know, at that time, you're not going, you're just going to say, okay, we'll get it later or something like that. Right. But at least he understands that, okay, he has money, we can put it in the bank. And then you build on those small things. At at that age, you want to teach them, you know, like the value of money. So you show them a dollar, Mm -hmm. and then a dollar is also equals to to four quarters. Yeah. You start with that and you build on it. Now, for parents who have kids that are older, and, and, and they're like, well, Sammy, my son is not small. I didn't start at four. Start mm-hmm. where you are. Start yeah. reading. They have books for all ages. Find books online that, um, that are age appropriate for the kids your age and, and, and all of that. And, and sit down and have a conversation and say, you know, this is something we didn't talk about before, but this is so important. Right. Um, and maybe talk about some of your mistakes that you made. Talk about your experience with money. Um, and then um, I, I follow this one guy and he he has these books that he his teenagers, if he wants his son to read like money books or or you know, some book about some life skills. He you know, kids love money. He, he will pay him to read the book. That is what works for them. Right. Yes. So that's another thing I could tell you, okay, this is what has worked for Sammy and her family, but you have to look at, you know, your family, you know, your kids, you know, where you are, you know, your finance, you know, the time that you have. So you look at your own situation and say, and create something around that, yes. right? So what yeah. may work for me may not work for Fumi, you mm-hmm. know, so you, you, you have to. Um, you have to, you, you know, you have to look at what works for you and go with it, but start that conversation. It doesn't matter if your kids are four or if they're, they're, they're 17, right? It's mm-hmm. just about starting that conversation and starting certain activities around it. Make sure that it is visible. Make sure that if you're giving for a long time, we give in church and yeah. I didn't even understand why we were giving. Right. Um, and we, we give all the time and we give kids money and say, put it in church. I remember I used, to, yep. I used to steal my money. Yeah. I put it back and I'm like, why should I leave my money there? Right. Because nobody explained to me. <laughs> nobody like, you know, and we and break it down. Don't say, oh, the Bible says blah, blah. Sometimes those things will go over our kids heads. Say, you know what? This is this is an organization. Our family believe that we want to support because for us, getting the word of God out is important and we want to help fund that, you know, in terms that they can understand. We don't yes. want to talk about and God will bless you, double, double, you know, overflowing. Some, you know, sometimes those things will pass over their heads when in actuality we are supporting the church so to spread the word of God. Yeah, yep. you know? that is so well said. Mm-hmm. Um, that is. The three takeaway messages from today's episode are one, share your experience. Don't be afraid to share your experiences and don't feel guilty in sharing your experiences. Two, start the conversation. Start the conversation with yourself. Start the conversation with your children so they too also understand what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And the last one is have an accountability partner. And that one could be a financial coach. 
a friend, a family member, I mean, whomever you can be accountable to. And the encouragement scripture for today's episode is taken from Psalm 41 verses verses 1 to 3. Blessed is he who has regard for the weak. The Lord delivers him in times of trouble. The Lord will protect him and preserve his life. He will bless him in the land and not surrender him to the desire of his foes. The Lord will sustain him on his sickbed and restore him from his bed of illness. Do you have a student entering middle school this year? Do you have a student entering high school this year? Do you have a new new university student? Are there some questions you have? Are there some questions that your students have? Well, welcome to the lounge. We are having some back to school episodes and we would like to answer those burning questions that you or your students have as we start this new school year. Let us do this year differently. So send us your questions to info at sistersletstalk.com. That's I-N-F-O at sisters, S-I-S-T-A-S-L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K.com. Send it now. Reminder. You have what it takes, you just have to say it. Be a student. Only you can do what you're created to do. Visit our website, www.sistersletstalk.com. That is www.sistasletstalk.com. Ask a question, leave a comment, or let us know how you're holding up. Subscribe to Sisters Let's Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. We want you to be the first to know when another episode is ready. One tiny favor, sis. Let's invite all the sisters to the lounge. <laughs>